0: You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 62. I'm Seth, and we're going to talk today about nine questions you can ask on Instagram that really get people talking. So let's do this. Here we go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse before he decides this show is about comic books. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth. Glad to be with you today. And if you don't do it yet, you need to go follow me on Instagram. I'm telling you, it is is a great place to follow me. Go to Instagram.com slash Seth Muse. You could also jump jump into our Facebook group, which if you just go to SethMews.com slash group, it'll take you there. And last but not least, the show notes for today are found at SethMews.com slash 62. Real easy to remember all that stuff, so if you haven't done that, please go do it. I want to ask you to do one more thing. I know I'm asking you for a lot today right off the bat without even really saying hello. I'm sorry about that, but I want to get into this content today because there's a lot to cover But one more thing, if you wouldn't mind, go to iTunes and write a review of this podcast. That would really help me out. I would love to hear from you guys. And I might even give a shout out to the one I pick that I like the best that's new on the next couple shows and mention you by name, et cetera, et cetera. Your name will be up in lights and fireworks will go off and you'll be famous forever. I promise. I promise. Uh, a little uh, a small promise that's not really a promise. So uh, I would love to, be, to hear what you had to say about the show. If you find it helpful, if you find it useful, I would really just love for that rating and review uh, to let me know how I'm doing. and if there's anything I can do better or help you guys out with more, let me know. So let's jump into today's show uh, content because Instagram, for some reason remains a little bit of an enigma for a lot of churches and there's a lot of stuff there to really, figure out how to use the tools and how to get into all the different things it can do. And it's very overwhelming if you try to look at it all at once. But before you even do all of that, you really need to know what kind of content is going to be really engaging. And that's what I want to focus on today for Instagram is how to really get people talking in your Instagram comments. So we're going to talk about content on Instagram that can get people talking in the comments, which I call nine engaging questions to ask on Instagram. All right, all right, let's jump into this. And my my list isn't really numbered, so if I lose count on the way here, I'm sorry, I don't do math and numbers are ridiculous. So let me just give you some nine different questions that you can ask on Instagram. Now, when I say questions, what I mean is make a graphic or a video, whatever you want to do, that kind of alludes to or asks this type of question. And there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. So some of these you you might hear the question and go, Oh, I don't want to do that, but I might do this kind of question. So feel free to jump into it. If you feel like in your context, this question won't work, but something like it might, there's a formula to some of these that you might notice that you can kind of interchange different words and, and phrases to make it work for you. So let me, uh, let me just jump in and these are in no particular order of awesomeness. They are all awesomeness. So, uh, you're, you're going to like all of these, I think. So figure this out for yourself because on Instagram, it is a visual to- storytelling app that you want to create some kind of graphic for to get people to notice and stop the scroll and then in that graphic you're asking this question or in the caption you're asking the question and here's what the first question is it's very very simple how can we pray for you now you've heard that one before I know you've heard that you, you've seen those how can we pray for you graphics we've done that in the in the church Facebook groups and stuff you've seen that one but here's the here's the thing about this one especially for Instagram that you need to be aware of um, <clears throat> A lot of times we ask this question, and it's just like in real life. You go, hey, how can I pray for you? And then they tell you, and you're like, oh, I'll pray about that. And then you don't. You know you don't. We all do that. We say, I'll pray about that, and then we don't. And it's it's sad that we're in the you know place right now where we kind of doubt that people are really going to pray when they say they will. And I don't want to be cynical or anything like that, but let's be honest. A lot of times we don't pray when we say we're going to. How cool would it be if you said, hey, um, can we pray about my uncle or whatever? And the person you say that to says, yeah, let's pray, dear God. And they start to pray for you right then. That's like, oh, we're really praying. You must really care. Like it says something, right? It says something to the person that this they care enough to actually pray with me. And that's kind of a personal, like in, when you're one-on-one kind of thing that you go, wow, that's really cool. How cool will it be to translate a real world human experience? Remember, hashtag be human online to something that happens in your social media. So ask, how can we pray for you? Then when they put the prayer request in, reply to their comment with an actual prayer that's genius, right? I wish I'd come up with it. I didn't. I saw somebody else do it, and I thought, why in the world did I not think of that? Write a prayer out. Write something simple. Most of us are not so bogged down with tasks and junk that we can't pray for the six people that might comment and actually want a prayer. If they're willing to write on a public board of some sort of on social media that I need prayer about these things, they're asking you to really pray. That's bold. They're doing something really bold. Reward their boldness with your boldness, and pray for them. I do this all the time when people, when we do these posts, and whenever um, they uh, they put in something for the pot for uh, for prayer, I'll just sit there and type a quick little. Through two or three line prayer out that is specifically for them. And I always try to use their name. That's really cool too. So use their name so they know this is not just a cut and paste thing. They actually typed my name out and don't write the same prayer over and over. So be authentic. That's so important. So how can we pray for you is really great. When they see you praying for them, they may not respond back to that prayer. They may say, thank you so much. Then you can like heart that one or something. But here's the point. You're creating a culture online of back and forth. And that's what you want. You want to create this culture that people know and then when they talk to you on Instagram, you're going to talk back. There's a real person back there and they care about you. And that's what they need to know. That's the culture you're creating. So that's question one. Um, question two, really easy one. What movies are you going to see this weekend? Like, what do you recommend for families? What movies are out this weekend? What are you going to see this weekend? Anybody going to a movie? Uh, that kind of question. And, and tell us in the comments. So... Why is that question a good one? Because that's where they already are. That's culture. That's something going on. Does that have any spiritual value? Probably not, but it gets people again, trained to start talking to you. And I'm gonna tell you why that's important in a second. Uh, It gets people talking. So start listing off uh, movies that they're going to see. And then if nobody's talking, you can say, Hey, is anybody going to see uh, Incredibles 2? That just came out not too long ago. So anybody going to see Incredibles 2? Yeah, we're going to see that. I loved it. How was it? What was it? You're typing back. So, what was what was the best you know, take away from the movie without giving the plot away, you know, talk to people about the movie, get involved in what they cared about. like, is it good for kids? Is there any scary parts that I need to make sure that other parents need to be aware of that kind of thing? Because I heard that there's some like the Jurassic park movie. The new one is, is pretty scary, but it's scary in a new way. Like not like the old Jurassic parks where it's like these dinosaurs running around in a park, but these are dinosaurs like they are coming up and creeping up in your bed kind of thing. And that's freaky, man. And so someone told me that, about the movie, it was like, yeah, you gotta be careful with little kids that might be a little too real for them to handle. So, parents be aware. That's the kind of stuff that's great to talk about on social media, and other parents will totally appreciate that conversation when you are talking about it. So that's question two. What movies did you see? Question three, what book or podcast are you reading right now that's blowing your mind? I know that there's a lot of people that don't listen to podcasts. There are, you know, there's there's gonna be some in your church that do. They'll be happy to share what they are listening to. And then maybe you can follow up when they do post one like, hey, what do you love about this podcast so much? Or is this the same one as this other podcast? Just start asking questions about it and get the conversation going. And that's important. And again, I'll tell you why in a minute. Question four, what's uh, what's your favorite place to eat after church on Sundays or Saturdays or whenever you go? Like, What's a great place to eat after church? Just phrase it that way. And you can even t- ask that in the comments, they tag the restaurant while they're there and tell us why they love it. Because this alerts the restaurant that there's somebody here right now, if they're paying attention, maybe later they'll catch it. But there's somebody here right now that's loving our church. And oh, look, it's on this, it's loving our restaurant, I'm sorry. And and oh, look, but this is from a church. This is really cool. You're creating that environment and that culture of we're part of the community. We're here, we're part of this, and we, we're like, we're helping the business At the same time as we're just talking to our people the same way you might as if talk to a human in real life. So, hey, where's a great place to go? Where are you guys going to eat after church? Oh, you're going over to, um, I don't know, uh, what's a a, a restaurant right now? There's one here called Dilla's and it's actually awesome. I'll give them a free shout out right now, but um, their social media is really great. And man, they started, it is like kind of like a fast food quesadilla place. And it started based on the Napoleon Dynamite Uh, movie when she says uh, he he asks his grandma like what what am I gonna eat and she goes I don't know Napoleon make yourself a dang quesadilla and they thought that's funny you know quesadillas and there's no there's no fast food quesadilla places. Why don't we, why don't we start one? So they started like Plano or Frisco or somewhere and now they're branching out. It's really great. I mean, that's a good quesadillas and great salsa and chips and stuff. So free shout out right there. So let's say that Dilla's is the place you're at. You tag Dilla's Dilla's sees it. They comment back and they're like, Hey, what's up? Thanks for tagging us. And the next time you go in and you need catering for your church, you're like, Hey, remember us? Remember how we tagged you? Remember how we already know each other? Isn't it cool? What you got for us? And so you develop that relationship with businesses that help you down the road, but also they just garner this community feeling and people notice that business owners and businesses notice that and people notice that online too. And it's valuable because that plays as authentic and real. And that's what people care about a lot. So that was question, who knows what number, uh, was that four? Fourth question. All right, let's go to question five. What scripture has really spoken to you recently? Now this is the one that, um, I know a lot of people have asked and then they get crickets like nobody responds and they think, wow, I asked this question and you said to ask it and I asked it and nobody responded and I go, yeah, you know, and there's I'm sorry for that. But if your community is not used to talking back, they're not going to answer the heavy question. It's kind of like the difference between going, Hey, do you want to go out on a date or hey, my name is Seth. Would you like to get married? There's kind of a, there's a big difference. Like you're asking them the difference between, hey, what's your favorite movie? Okay, I can answer that question. That's safe. We don't know each other well. I don't know this business well. This church well. Then I can answer that. Well, that's fun. Sure, yeah. But then I'm used to talking to you. I get talking to you over and over on on social and I feel like this church is real. This church is authentic. They care about people. I've seen it. They value businesses, they value people where they are. And now they're asking me a question about a scripture, something deeper. Yeah, I'll give that because I know this group. I know this, this account and I trust them a little bit. So what you've done by asking the stupid questions earlier is you've built up trust and the culture of talking. And that's when you ask the question that's tough. The question that's a little bit bigger, that's a little bit deeper. How can we pray for you is not as deep because people always want prayer. People who don't even believe in God will say, yeah, you can pray for me. Here's what you can pray about. Um, but they don't always want to tell you what scriptures because they're not reading scripture or they don't want to tell you what God's doing in their life because they don't know. And, if, and if they don't want to certainly don't want to search it out and try to feel it out in public on your channel where they don't really know or trust you. But they've seen conversation on your channel now. They know how it goes. They know if somebody comes in and says something really rude, you're going to protect them. And that that's a safe space or that you've seen people just interact and that you can trust this person not to be a jerk. So now they're a little bit more willing to share some of that deeper stuff spiritually. And I think a lot of us on, in church, we think, whoops, I just dropped something. We think in the church world that since we're all about Jesus and we're all about the gospel, that that's the only questions we can ask. And the problem is we don't treat social media, especially Instagram, like real life. And the more we can hashtag be human, then the more we'll get those real interactions online. If you're if you talking to somebody in real life and you kind of don't really know them that well, you don't ask them this question, do you? You don't. I mean, maybe you're a bold person, you just do it, but I promise that's kind of, that might rub a lot of people the wrong way. You don't just go deep real quick. That's too fast. It's too sudden. It scares people. What you do is you walk up and you go, hey, what do you do? Or, hey, do you like kneeboarding? Hey, do you like this music, this band that's playing? Or what's, uh, what's the last book you read? Or what movies did you like? You know, you ask those kinds of questions. Because you're looking for things in common. And then once you established that there's some things in common or that you kind of like each other hanging out a little bit, then you can say, "All oh, right, I trust you a little bit more now that I know you a little bit more. And since I know you a little bit more, I can answer the question, what scripture has really spoken to me recently and why? And that's when you get the real people answers because they trust you. That's a question that you're not going to get answered on social unless you've built up trust first. And that is so important. And a lot of us just skip past it and go right to, for the heart, for the jugular of the uh, the Jesus questions, and people are not ready for it. Even our regulars are not ready for it. So ask that question. That's question number five. Number six. Sixth question. Oh, I feel like we should take a break. All right, everybody, stand up if you can. Stretch. Stretch a little bit. Stretching music here. And we got some calisthenics going on. Okay, everybody's good next half of the list. Very simple. Here we go. Who do you know that volunteers that's just awesome? This is a chance for you to ask people who they think is awesome who volunteers. You're not saying who's awesome. They are. Who do you know? Who have you seen volunteer? Who always does a great job? Who's somebody you, you, you love seeing in the, when you, they say hello when you show up on ch- at church? Who has really impacted your kids' lives because they volunteer in kids' ministry? Who is your favorite volunteer at your church? Boom. Tag them in the comments. That's a great way to get people talking. And especially when those volunteers start feeling that love that you helped, they're going to love you for that. They're also going to love the love that they're getting for that. And it's only going to spur them and new people on to want to serve because not only is it the right thing that we should all want, but honestly, that's not enough. What really gets people serving is the fact that they might feel good about themselves. Does that sound sinful or cynical? Sorry. Sorry. That's because we're sinful people and that's where we live. So it's true. It will help people want to serve more because they feel like, man, I am going to be appreciated for what I do. That's not the main driver. That's just a driver. A lot of people do it for the right reasons, I'm sure. But I'm just telling you that from a marketing standpoint, you need to be willing and ready to identify the things that actually motivate people to do things. And one of those things is that dopamine shot that they get from people saying, good job. And so do you. So before you judge them, judge yourselves. So who do you know that volunteers here? That's great. Here's another one. What's God teaching you right now? So that's kind of like the, what Scripture's really spoken to you, but this is more like, what's God teaching you right now? Like what God doing in your life? Another one of those deep questions do you want to say for when you've built up some trust, because they're not going to give that to you. That's, a, that's even deeper than the scripture. Cause I can at least just say, Uh, Philippians 4, 13. And that's all I say. That's the scripture that's really speaking to me right now, but I answered, right? But what's God teaching me right now? That's me explaining some things. So that may not get as big attraction, but it definitely is going to get people thinking. And, and and the answers that you might get, if you've built this culture of talking back, is actually going to help, uh, spur other people on to want to answer too. So that's testimony time. And if you ever did testimony time in youth group, you know how awkward that can be and how that one person can stand up and have this awesome testimony. And you wish your testimony was like that, so you did so you're not gonna give your testimony because it's not that great. I've never done drugs. I need to go do some drugs so that my testimony can be great. Actually somebody said that to me once and I thought, that's not that's not wise. That's just not wise, man. Sorry. I never did drugs. My testimony is just fine. I grew up in church, never drank, never smoked, never did drugs, was a virgin when I got married. That's Seth Muse, everybody. And my testimony is meaningful. And I know this. And yours is too. You don't have to have the prodigal son story. I'm the son that stayed home. And that guy sucked too. Moving on. What is God teaching right now? All right. So question number eight. How did you find our church and what made you decide to stay? Sounds like a simple question, but I'm telling you, that's the money question right there. That question is everyone's opportunity who loves your church to tell you why they love your church. Now, later, you can definitely use everything that comes in, if it comes in, for website testimonials, and you can use it for social media graphics in the future as a quote Uh, instead of quoting your pastor from the sermon, quote, people who said why they loved your church, make a graphic out of that. So it's the, it's the gift that kind of keeps on giving that post, but that's one that I've done at several different churches I've been at. And it works every time because people love, who love your church, who experience God there, who experience grace and healing and love there, they're the ones that are going to go, Hey, you want to know why I love this place? I've got a million answers for that. here you go. I am happy to tell you why this place is great. And there's plenty of people out there like that. I'm sure if you ask the same question, like, Hey, tell us why you hate this place. There'd be a lot of answers to that too, but don't ask that question. That's a bad question. Ask the good question. Don't ask bad questions. So ask, how did you find our church and what made you stay? That's a good part of the question you need to, you need to push on. So if people aren't super clear, you can always reply and say, really, I love why you showed up and how you got here. Is there something right now that you're like, man, I'm glad we're here for this. And you can follow up for that. So again, you're talking back, you're interacting, you've got to do that. And then the last question, this is a good one, but it's really for parents. What questions do your kids or students most often ask about God? Now, this is a clear, straight up research question. You want to know what to talk about in student ministry? You want to know what your series should be about? You want to know what your kids ministry series should be about? Ask this question and just simply log the answers because you get a thumb on on the pulse of what's happening in your church when they answer because they will answer. Some of them will come in and say, My kids are asking about. Uh, same-sex marriage. Some will say, my kids are asking about, and that's like fourth grade, by the way. And so some kids will come in and say, I, I, my kids are asking about why their friends are cutting themselves at school in junior high. My kids are asking about why they can't have Snapchat and and why it's dangerous. Or my kids are asking about what, uh, what the big deal is about um, immigration and why are we separating families and why is all this happening and all this stuff. And they have questions about that. You're going to find out That what you're probably teaching, if it's not that, if it doesn't address the things that they're asking, you might be struggling to connect from the pulpit. That's something to look at. Not that that should drive what you decide to teach on, obviously not, because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you what to talk about, but you need to put your finger on the pulse from time to time of your congregation to see what's going on out there so that you're not out there giving these killer messages for, for an audience that just doesn't care and you want to connect with them on the level that they're at and one of the great ways to do that is to put out like re, what I call research posts which honestly the tell us why you came here is a research post uh, to this church this is a research post like what's what are your kids asking if you want to know something from your congregation here's a here's the formula ask them ta da That'll be $10. Everybody just put that in the plate as it passes by, but that's a, that's a freebie. Sorry. Uh, just ask, ask the question. And what questions do your kids ask most often about God? Or what do they ask about the world? Or what do they struggle with the most? What's something on the news they saw that bothered them? I mean, if you're depending on what kind of church you are and where you want to go with that, you can ask that question a thousand different ways. So that's my nine questions. Now, why is it important to continue talking? Why is it important to keep? Answering to keep asking questions is because Instagram is a coffee shop, and at Life Church, they have this thing that social media should be a coffee shop and not a billboard, and that is very much a true statement. But Instagram is one of those places where they really can get personal quick. And the the direct messages is a great feature that people are willing to use and they pay attention to it and they'll get in the comments and they'll talk. But if they don't talk there, they'll actually reply to your stories. If you're putting content in the stories, they'll direct message you from your story and ask questions about it. So don't Uh, ignore some of those great things Instagram can do because that tool right there is the best outreach and engagement tool that you have in your social media arsenal, in my opinion. It is the greatest way to get feedback, go back and forth and, and talk in real time. Snapchat is super confusing to me, but Facebook is where not where the young people are, but, uh, but some of them are, but not, but like the older crowds on Facebook, but Instagram is where you have a wide range. You have 18 year olds to 45 year olds on Instagram, mostly women, but take a look at your church. That's pretty much your demographic. So you've got a, an audience there that's got a pretty wide berth that you can talk back to over and over all day long. And pastor, that's valuable you get to talk at them on Sundays and maybe a little bit to them in the auditorium for the 15 minutes there in the lobby afterwards. But you get to talk with them all week long on Instagram. If you're willing to put in a little bit of time and work with your social media manager, work with your communication director and try to come up with some ways to get your people talking back on Instagram. The reason we got to talk about this stuff is the, the stuff that doesn't really matter the post about movies and junk is because they're, they're a that don't mean anything. And we've got to be willing to talk about the things that don't mean anything. So that they'll be comfortable to talk about the things that do mean something to us later. We want them to talk about those things and they will reach out and they will say in a direct message, Hey, I saw what you said. I got it, but I'm still struggling with this. Can we meet for coffee? That is a very real thing that happens on Instagram a lot, a lot. So what are some questions that you can ask? Feel free to sound off in the comments down below on this post uh, on my page below, or just get on Instagram and fire these questions away at me through my DMs. I answer those a lot. I'm on there all day long, and I love it. So get the show notes at slash 62. join, the, uh, follow me on Instagram at seth muse, and uh, jump in a Facebook group if you want to, and we'll talk more about this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Nine questions to ask on Instagram. Hope you loved it. Leave me a rating and review if you did. See you later. This episode of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast is brought to you by Darth Vader. He finds your lack of faith disturbing.